0: What is going on welcome into the liberty basketball big season opener preview show my name is nick kirby and i am so excited to be here with you tonight joined by my pal will matthews we started a basketball podcast uh, last season and for some strange reason uh, a sea of red has decided to pick it up for their basketball coverage this year and we are so excited uh, about it uh will how are we doing tonight? Uh, tell the folks a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, so I started uh, the At Did Liberty Win account back in, I think, like 2014 or something like that. So a long time ago, kind of before Liberty Twitter blew up like it has now. Um, but I was a student at Liberty from 2003 to 2007. 03, of course, as a freshman, we had that magical run uh, in the Big South Um conference with uh some great players including the goat larry blair um so uh just been a big fan of um liberty basketball of course growing up in north carolina basketball is a big deal you know at you know during school during the acc tournament Yeah, you know, we don't have school we watch we watch college basketball and so as a student i was thinking man all my friends are at you know nc state and chapel hill and east carolina and appalachian state and they're pulling for their teams and so, um, you know what, I grew up as a Carolina fan and I said, I'm gonna put away these childish things I'm going to root for the school that I go to, that I have connections to where I'm a proud alumni. And so I'm all Liberty all day. Absolutely. And, a uh, little bit about myself real quick is, uh, I, uh,
0: started going to Liberty in 2006, did like the 10 year program to finish, but, uh, instantly, as soon as I got on campus, uh, I uh, fell in love with the basketball team, and I've been following ever since. Uh, I am up in Cleveland, Ohio, so I'm I'm quite a ways away from Liberty, but this has been an awesome way for me to stay connected. And uh, uh, me and Will, uh, we were friends in college, and uh, to be honest, a lot of my uh, good friends from college we haven't been able to stay in touch, just you know the distance and all that. But Liberty basketball has been the one thing that has uh, uh, kept me and Will uh, good friends. So we are really excited about the season. Uh can't wait. Uh less than twenty four hours away, man. That just sounds so good. Uh we're excited about tonight's show. We've got so many insane guests. I can't believe half these guys actually agreed to come on. Uh <laughs> I see some already in, so I guess it's actually happening. Uh, but we're, we're gonna get this show going. Head coach Richie McKay taking some time to join us. Less than twenty four hours to the start of the season. How you doing?
2: I'm a lot better after that video, fellas. Man, that was high major. That's but that's Liberty's creative team. Those guys and gals are absolutely sensational. They're elite. We're uh, we're really blessed to have them. Uh, Joe Bledsoe did that. Uh, Jacob Webb. Uh, there's so many that are so skilled in that uh, department. It just brands our program nationally. Like like, and I'm not just talking about men's basketball. I'm talking about. Liberty Athletics and our sports team so shout out to those guys they they really bring things to bring things alive
1: yeah
0: absolutely so what is life like for a coach less than 24 hours before the start of the season you've spent all summer you know trying to get your team ready and prepared what is what is this like feeling here is it is it like nerves is
2: it how what is it at this point uh, honestly, Nick, I'm just trying to distract myself right now. I-, I watched, uh, from kickoff to finish the, uh, football team, go into Arkansas and, uh, get that dub. And, uh, and then I watch, uh, Nikki Park, Nikki's uh, field hockey team, um, win the Big East championship. And now I'm watching Malik Willis, uh, and the Tennessee Titans. So anything I can do to distract myself, watched a little bit of Regent and, uh, really excited to get it started tomorrow
1: coach I'm glad you brought up football because I'm still like in football mode a little bit and that hype video just got me transitioned to basketball season really quickly um, but you know watching the success of the football program and like just all the programs at Liberty um, what does that what does that do for your program like do you feel like this pressure to like keep building Liberty up to the next level or, you know, how do you see all of that having an impact on the basketball program?
2: Yeah, well, honestly, it uh, is really exciting to be a part of. And I know uh, we as fans want us to win every game. We coaches want to win every game too. Uh, but the success that our different teams have had has been, it's really been unprecedented. Ian McCall, our athletic director, who arguably is the best in the country, he says that we're in our golden years of Liberty athletics. I I really believe that's true. So I I think uh, field hockey going to a national championship uh, dot and uh, Scott uh, qualifying both of their teams for the NCAA tournament. Coach green's got, I think like 18 different uh, conference championship banners in there. Like you almost feel the pressure as a coaching staff. Like we gotta, we gotta live up to what everybody else is doing because Otherwise, we might not be invited to the, uh, the, the, the picnic or the barbecue. Uh, but, but I do think it, especially football, because it's so visible, I do think it really helps brand our program. And uh, I think it gives a, a positivity to Liberty University that uh, we all know and, and appreciate. I think for those that uh, hear other things about Liberty and haven't experienced it, uh, I, I just think a successful program or programs – uh, lends an opportunity for people to maybe maybe come taste and see what uh, we get to experience.
0: Well, yeah, don't sell yourself too short. I, I believe you've beat five SEC schools since you've come back. So, uh, welcome to the uh, SEC uh, football winning club, Liberty football. But yeah, what, what a what a great time to be a Liberty fan, uh, Coach. Gonna give you, ask you my one nerd question. This is all I'll do. I promise. So, so last year you guys you won twenty two games. Another great year. Um, elite shooting numbers uh, through the roof Uh, seemed like maybe the one thing that held the team back last year was the turnover rate was uh, significantly down from some of the best seasons that you've had. Do you feel like that that's fair? And is that something that uh, was maybe a big point of emphasis this
2: off season? So Nick, that's not a nerd question. And uh, I know how closely you follow it. As a matter of fact, you guys, thank you for just doing this. I I think, uh, it, it marks how far our program has come because I mean, you guys talk about Liberty basketball on a, on a regular basis. Uh, your, your critique is absolutely correct. You know, when Drake Dobbs uh, decided to transfer it, we really had to adjust and and it was on the fly because uh, after the LSU game, we, we turned it over so much that game. And then we went right from there to Orlando and turned it over against uh, Manhattan uh, the second night of a, uh, two game series. And that, boy, that, that, that sent us going the wrong direction. So we moved Darius to a little bit more of a primary playmaker and, uh, and Kyle Rode had to play out of position. And we were off just by a, about a half a position. Now our guys, because of their character, they reeled it in Nick, but I do think the turnover rate was, uh, was a little bit uh, abnormal for us. And uh, certainly it's, it's been a point of emphasis Uh, We've also addressed it in recruiting, and and I think just having a team that's a little older, uh, I I think we'll be a little improved in that area.
0: Yeah, you guys had a big leap uh, from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. I noticed in turnover rate is that and pretty much the same personnel. It looked like is that just uh, what you're talking about with the experience?
2: Yeah, I think our system lends for uh, taking care of the basketball. It's it's part of our emphasis. Uh, but again, I I do think Darius being a primary playmaker and point guard, it was really hard on him. He, he, he ran out of gas a little bit. I, I probably played him a little too much, but that was our best option. And you know, when you uh, and Darius is willing to do whatever it takes for the team to win the game. So uh, I I think we'll be improved. I kind of stay away from comparing teams to, yesteryears, although I love seeing that video and all those guys, PJ Preston narrated all those guys that have gone before the guys we have now they have Ryan Kim, uh, Anthony fields, there's John Dawson, Anthony Smith, those others that really didn't get a chance to cut nets and experience what these guys have, but we're so grateful and appreciative for what they've done for our program.
1: Coach. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up and be Hulk Hogan and like (laughs) rip my shirt off and flex my muscles. And I don't do all that stuff, but it's pretty cool now because, you know, my 10 year old, will go outside and play basketball. And he's like, I'm Scotty James or I'm Darius McGee. And it's like pretty cool to like see him emulating these guys. And like, these guys are like his, like sports icons and sports heroes. Can you talk about a little bit like, you know, what you're looking for when you're recruiting some of these guys, I mean, they make great role models. Um, and also, you know, like when you're looking f- to build a coaching staff, like is that something that you're looking at as former players or, or does it just happen to be that they fit what you're looking for?
2: Yeah. Great questions. Will. Uh, I love the fact that you're 10 year old out in the driveway. Now, are you shirt on or shirt off? Like you said, Hulk, <laughs> God, don't answer that. Uh, <laughs> but, but, and those are great guys to emulate. Uh, honestly, I think it's the best thing about Liberty, the people. And if you're intentional about it, I think our place attracts a really conscientious young man that wants to be a part of something bigger than himself. And we, we've seen that reflected in our program and the, the people that God has brought to us. So yes, we're intentional about it. We vet our prospects really hard. Um, they don't have to be perfect because none of us uh, uh, live in that space. But I, I, I do want them to be pursuant and pursuant of, we, like we tell them up front, what our university is about, its mission, uh, what it's like to come to a practice or uh, be a part of a film room session, what have you. And then there's convocation and there's, uh, there, there's campus community, there's Bible studies. Like, like we, we, we peel back the layer and show them everything. Because honestly, if someone doesn't want that, you know, we 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 get it and we we kind of end that process. So it, it filters uh, maybe some guys that weren't the right fit for our place uh, in such a way that I think what we end up having is uh, really a family. And uh, the guys that you mentioned certainly reflect that. And, uh, and I think it's true in our coaching staff. You know, uh, when I worked for Tony Bennett, Dick Bennett, his dad was a mentor of mine. And they had these pillars that they really held true to, not only as foundational parts of their program, but an intentionality to model them. And uh, so we we've done some of that same stuff. So I like I want people uh, around me that I want to work with, that I want to see every day that uh, have the humility, the character, and the the commitment to really invest in someone else's life and. I think those men that I've been fortunate enough, men and women, to work with, man, the neatest thing, Nick and Will, is that they really hold true to uh, to honoring whom we've been given to Stewart or Shepard in this next chapter of their stories.
0: You obviously have a very experienced team coming back. Uh, one of the most impressive things I've I, I've thought about Liberty the last couple of years is how well you've done uh, retaining players, which is incredibly hard in today's College basketball, but tell us about the freshman coming in, and and you know I, I know you're not going to want to put expectations on anyone, but what are you kind of uh, uh, looking for early in the season?
2: Nick, you've heard me speak too much because you already answered the <laughs> questions. Um, yeah, let me talk one for one second about the retention piece. Like that's Liberty. Like just again, I want you to to the magnitude of Darius McGee coming back to Liberty when he could have gone to play professionally. He could have gotten uh, oodles of, of money in the NIL space with different teams and programs around the country. And instead, he came back delivery. He didn't ask for a thing. And I think it speaks to the character of his teammates and his experience. Uh, and I think the, the guys that we have that are freshmen, JC Shire that came in from Texas, who's going to redshirt. Uh, I'll give you this news now. Ben Sutherland is going to redshirt. He's from Cincinnati. He's going to, he's going to be a terrific player. Uh, Really love him. And then the two freshmen that will play Colin Porter and, uh, and Zach Cleveland, uh, both were guys that we worked really hard to get, but I think, I think you're going to be surprised at how ready they are to play because although we thought they would be good when we evaluated them, you know, when you have so many guys coming back, there's not a, I mean, Keegan McDowell really is the only guy that played significant minutes who we lost. And there's just not a lot of minutes to be had, but man, those two, they're, they're going to be factors in the lineup. Really? They, they really add some value to our team immediately.
1: Coach, I was in the grocery store yesterday and I was picking up one of those magazines that's got all the uh, preseason conference rankings and stuff. And, you know, just thinking about us doing this podcast, do you, Do you even think about stuff like that? Do you pick those magazines up when you go to uh, Walmart or Target or whatever like that? Or is it just kind of uh, just too soon and, you know, you've got some new guys coming in that are going to contribute and you've got, um, you know, a lot of uh, returning key pieces or do you just don't even pay attention to that stuff?
2: No, I'm a college basketball fan, Will, so I'll pick them up. And uh, invariably over the last couple of years, we've been – you know favored to win it which is is great and all that but it doesn't mean anything if anything it just puts more expectation on you but i i certainly do take uh take a look at it and uh, and oftentimes i'll kind of look at some of our conference or non-conference opponents and see what they're saying about them as well
0: well coach it has been an absolute honor for you to come on uh right right day before tip and give us breaking news how about that breaking news on the show what a what a precedent to start the season. It's going to be hard to live up to this now
2: from here on out. So, Yeah, no, I mean it sincerely. You guys do a wonderful job. I, Nick, somebody told me you talked about, if I can go one more minute, somebody told me you talked about the scheduling. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to give Flames Nation just a forecast. You know, when you – Derek Johnston, one of our associate head coaches, and I spend a ton of time on scheduling. And when your program reaches a point – when I first got here, we, we could have scheduled anybody we wanted. Like they were all signing up. And, uh, and then we had a little bit of success and then we won in the tournament. And if you look at the, uh, the chronological order of our non-conference scheduling, man, it's gone down in terms of high major uh, opportunities. Uh, they, and, and it's going to happen to football, too. The moment you start winning those games, Uh, no one's going to sign you up to pay you a certain amount of money to come and possibly beat them in their own stadium. So uh, I I do think uh, enjoy the games that you get at home. Cause if, if fans knew just how hard it was to get a game, they would be surprised. And again, I know you spoke to that and the way the, the the metrics are now in the NCAA tournament selection process, it just seemingly has gotten harder and harder, but uh, we're going to do our part to continue to give a, give it a go at a at a great competitive schedule to prepare us for our league. Uh, but try not to get disenchanted. It's a privilege to be able to come into the arena and uh, see a group of guys that really want to represent the university in a special way. So uh, hopefully you'll come out and support them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as soon as you said that in the press conference about the teams manipulating uh, the quad fours, it doesn't matter if it's a high quad four or a low quad four. I I heard it on like three different podcasts and I saw it. So I think you're ahead of the curve on that. So uh, I do think that is maybe something, hopefully I love the net. It's much better than like the RPI. Hopefully that is something that uh, uh, they'll continue to adjust and, you know, find the weaknesses, but yeah, all right. You guys, thanks. Yeah. Thanks coach. Thanks coach. All right. Well, what a way to start the show. Uh, I've got Kyle road now on, uh, I think Colin's going to be on here in just a second. Uh, Kyle, thanks so much for joining us, uh, uh, 24 hours away, less than 24 hours away from, uh, from tip and there, there's Colin as well. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, Kyle, what's the, what's the feeling for you, you know, being so close here to the start of the season?
3: No, just, just super grateful, man. Uh, anytime you get to start a basketball season, it's kind of like Christmas day. Um, so super excited, uh, ready to compete with our guys against somebody different, against somebody in a different jersey. So I'm uh, just super excited and looking forward to it.
0: And Colin, uh, welcome. Welcome to uh, Liberty Flames, and you're about to uh, make your debut. Coach just said you're not getting redshirted, so I guess we now – we don't have to worry about that, uh, so that's cool. Uh, Colin, what attracted you to come to Liberty?
4: Um, People like KR and just the the people around the organization and the team, it's – it's an incredible feel. Everyone wants to build a genuine relationship with you. And, you know, the, the faith aspect definitely helps a decision and ease it up for my parents, you know, to been just enable them to let me go away from home for the first time. That's cool. That's always a fun experience to be away from home for the first
1: yeah. time. Um, so, yeah, the same question that Nick asked coach, like, what's it like the night before tip off for you guys? Like, what do you, what are you guys looking forward to the most? Is there nerves? Or are you just ready to go out there?
3: Yeah, no, I think think Coach, when he talked about Malik, it's so cool seeing him uh, play on Sunday night football. Uh, so watching that right now and uh, just just trying to just trying to eat well and uh, watch the scout a little bit, watch a little bit of region. And like he said, stay distracted a little bit, man. It's seven o'clock, seems like an eternity away, but at the same time, I know it'll come fast. So.
1: Just like a, like a little practical, like, just I've always kind of wondered, like, when you guys have a like game night, like, what time do you guys get to the arena? Do they have, like, food there waiting for you? Do you guys hit the, like, uh, the, the weight room before you go in there? Like, kind of, what's the, like, game day routine for you guys?
3: Yeah, normally you have a shoot around, um, depending if it's home or away. Um, it could be in the morning. Uh, it could be five hours before. and Typically, we'll eat a three-game meal, three to four hours before, uh, and then come back about two hours before man it's game time before you know
0: it so colin you're known as a big time scorer that's the the reputation that you bring into liberty what are maybe some other aspects of your game that that you uh are you pride yourself on or you think you can uh, help bring to this team this year
4: yeah well i try to be like a create for everyone else on the team Uh, i want to be a like a real point guard um, there's not a lot of them out in today's world, really. So past first point guard. And then I've been trying to get better defense, of course, with, you know, me and Darius are kind of small. So just being able to hold my own is a big uh, something I want to take pride in this year.
0: Kyle, a question for you. Um, last season, you guys obviously had a, had a another good year, 22 wins, uh, had the tough loss in the semifinals to, uh, to Bellarmine. Honestly, felt like you guys played a pretty good game. You played a good defensive game, just had a bad shooting night. Um, has that kind of like motivated you all off offseason, uh, that game, uh, you know, kind of leading into the season?
3: Yeah, 100 percent, man. I think uh, as a team, like we always uh, we always say like uh, our barometer of success is in championships. But at the same time, there's a championship to be had like we we want to win it. So, uh, falling short of that um, is definitely uh, fuel for us and and just wanted to get better every day like this is a new team and uh, just try to continue to keep having the same identity we've had in years past that um, have had us uh, be successful so uh, it's it's really been a great off season for us and when you add guys like CP and, and Zach and the rest of the freshmen too it just it just keeps raising the level of who we are as a program. So super excited to get back out there this year.
1: Yeah. Question for Colin, Colin, when you were kind of going through your recruiting process and, you know, coach McKay is talking to you um, had you ever heard of the pack line defense? Um, Cause I had not until coach McKay brought it back and, you know, when they were doing it at UVA, but um, was that something where you were like, what the heck is that? Or. Um, you know, how did like what was your mindset going into knowing like Liberty's defensive identity?
4: Yeah, well, I had to I had to be patient with this this summer and just trying to learn it because uh, in high school we played the complete opposite. We were the non-passing lanes. You didn't really have no help, so it was a complete 180 for me, but it's been really nice. I think that it was better for me to go from playing being on an island one-on-one being in the like passing lanes to go into the pack, I think it's helped me uh, transition easier than it would to be vice versa.
0: So Kyle, last season, um, it seemed like it took you a little bit of time to get into a groove, and then it felt like right around like Christmas time, uh, in, into the the East Carolina game, and then into the the Diamond Egg Classic and conference play, you played really well. Uh, what 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 kind of adjustment did you make mid season that? if you agree with that assessment that that helped you, you know, finish the year as strong as you did.
3: 100%, man. I think that's a really fair assessment. and uh, At the same time, it's kind of funny. It was, it was really just sticking to my routine. Uh, didn't really change anything. Just uh, kind of doubled down on uh, my routine and uh, just being confident. And, and uh, I had great teammates and coaches uh, that just kind of just kept pouring into me as well. And uh, I think it speaks, a lot of who they are too and just continue to trust and believe in the guys we have. So really, really not a whole lot changed. Just, uh, just tried to, uh, make shots every now and then and, uh, make sure Darius got great looks and just compete, man. It was, it was a really good, uh, end of the season for sure.
0: Guys, thank you so much for, for taking some time to join us. Uh, we are 1000% rooting for you guys. Can't wait to, uh, watch the game tomorrow. And then we're obviously really excited to, uh, uh, to see you guys uh, against Alabama uh, Friday, that's pretty close too. So, uh, thanks again, guys, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you guys again down the road.
4: Thank you all.
1: Thanks,
0: guys. We've got our guy Tim Scarborough. Tim is driving back, I believe, from covering a G League game. Couldn't miss the show. Stop to join us, Tim. What is up, my man? what What were you up to tonight?
5: Yeah, you're right. I was. I'm in Birmingham now. I just stopped at Bucky's. I don't know if people are familiar with Bucky's. Yeah, a, a giant um gas station slash walmart <laughs> and it's got, <laughs> it's got everything you want man so i always stop at bucky's when i'm in birmingham so uh figured i'd just stay in the parking lot here so i wouldn't have to talk and drive and uh yeah i was i was a uh, i wasn't actually calling the squadron game i am one of their announcers uh but i was just going to check the team out just doing some g league stuff this weekend i was at the skyhawks in college park Outside of Atlanta on Friday, and now today I'm in Birmingham. So happy to talk Liberty basketball always. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Scar-
1: Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Or, ahead. How are you feeling about the conclusion of the World Series? There.
5: <laughs> oh, you got to go there. Okay. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to rock my Phillies hat tonight, and I said, "No, nah, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it easy on these guys." But you know, I'm I'm proud of the team, and, and um, happy for Dusty Baker winning his first. World Series I, you know it was a no it was a win-win for me no matter what I kind of knew Houston was better than Philly the Phillies I think everybody did and uh you know they they proved it on the field and congratulations to them but you know the future is bright in Philadelphia
0: oh yeah well coming in firing shots all right Scar I, <laughs> I knew I knew you spent some time around the team like about 10 days ago or so uh yeah. what, you get to watch a practice what was your your take on what you saw
5: Uh, Darius McGee is terrible, but everybody else, no, really. (laughs) I mean, I I think you guys are going to cover it or have covered it. Um, They are going to be very good. Obviously, Liberty's picked to win the A-Sun in its final season um, in the conference. No no surprise there. Um, Due in large part to Darius McGee coming back. But uh, again, for the last couple of years, it's been about, you know, Darius is going to get his, but who can help him? And uh, so you guys just had Kyle Road on the on the broadcast. I'm really excited about he, him, um, Shiloh, and and really Preston, Blake Preston as well. So um, I think those three guys are going to give them a lot of so- solid basketball play, both ball handling. Because I mean, people don't realize this, but Kyle Road led the team in in assists last year. He handles the ball a lot, and Richie McKay's bigs. Tend to bring the ball up. They go up. They feel like it's a mismatch because their bigs can handle the ball, and the other team's bigs usually can guard as well on the perimeter. So, uh, yeah, I expect they're going to have a, a lot of veteran leadership. I'm excited about some of the new pieces they added. Uh, the guard play is going to be exceptional as it has been the last couple of years. Brody Peebles is going to take a step forward. Uh, Van Zant, uh, I'm really excited about him and uh, Zay Warfield. All those guys with experience from last year as young players. Coming back as veterans, man, I think uh, it's going to be a really, really fun year for Liberty basketball.
0: Tim, I know we bugged you about this last year, but got to ask you as a guy that's been around this program for so long. You know, seeing Liberty as like a a consistent top one hundred team, seeing Liberty ranked, I think, fifth in mid major uh, top twenty five. What does that mean to you as a, a guy who played here, who who was a broadcaster here for a long time, and still you know champions Liberty? What does that mean to you?
5: Oh, it means a lot. And, you know, I feel like the foundation of that school, the foundation of that program uh, is is, uh, you know, those bricks, not not literally by jump shot. But the bricks of that foundation were laid by guys like myself, Paul Nazigan, Bailey Alston, some of the names you guys know, even the guys I coach, Larry Jackson, Peter Luma, Marcus White, uh, you know, Jay Boykin, uh, the, the guys I'm really good friends with. Chris Toomer and Matt Hildebrand, that group that came in after me, Jody Chapman. So, and then even the Glenn Turners of this world, you know, I I keep in touch with a lot of guys. Those guys I consider my little brothers or some, in some cases, big brothers if they're older than me, but you know, the flames nation is what I live and breathe. And I represent the program. I represent the school in the world, in the broadcast world, but certainly even in my life. So uh, Liberty basketball being successful, is a big thing for me and i'm really excited about what richie mckay has done with the program um he's done it in a in his way you know he's not recruiting five-star guys but they play like five stars when they get in the program and um it, it means it means the world to me to have the program be playing on a national scale and now with football doing what they're doing it's no longer when i'm out in the world the basketball world saying, "Yeah, i played at liberty everybody knows what liberty basketball is now so no explaining no explanation necessary and i get looked at a little bit differently now i was like oh you played at liberty pretty cool you know where before it was like oh is is that division three no i played division one basketball bro don't 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 shortchange me
1: <laughs> scar i was in the grocery store and i saw a lady with a liberty hat on and i never see anybody with liberty stuff on in my town and uh i had a liberty um Football shirt on, and she asked me if I played for the football team. And as you can tell, like, yeah, I look like I did, but I did tell her I was involved with the athletics program. Yeah. I didn't tell her I was the mascot or anything right, you like didn't that. Tell her you was
5: sparky. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But, um, you know, you, you cover a lot of different leagues. Um, and so, uh, you know, to me, it seems like this team coming in with the pieces that we've added and the pieces have retained seems like we're like a little bit more balanced. I don't know if that's a fair assessment or not, and we'll find out ultimately. But how how important is that kind of balance when we start talking about going into the CUSA and and playing some of those teams?
5: Yeah, you know, I, I feel like, you know, having covered Conference USA in the last seven or eight years, I feel like the athletic quotient in Conference USA is a little higher than it is in the A-Sun. So that, that would be um, the first thing that I would think of in terms of Liberty making that adjustment. The top teams in Conference USA, the way it's comprised now, and of course you know there's a lot of reorganization, but when you think about the teams that are left, UAB, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee is starting to come up. Their bigs are, are, are big. You know, There was a guy, Trey Jemison, right here in Birmingham, seven-footer, uh, fifth-year guy, got that extra year because of COVID, um, looking to turn pro. Um, Western Kentucky has a seven foot seven, seven foot six, seven, seven. I mean, he's really tall. <laughs> he's a uh, mm. uh, uh Sharp, J- Jamarion Sharp. Um, I mean, he's a big time player and, um, you know, he led the country shot blocks, block shots for most of the season. I think he did finish as the leader and, and block shots, no surprise, but he's also a really good athlete. He runs the floor, plays more like a six, nine guy than a seven foot six guy. So there's going to be guys like that that you'll have to deal with. And, of course, UAB is leaving at the end of this year. But then New Mexico State comes in. And, you know, I think about what they did last year. I got to cover them. And Chris Jans is a, a, a was an assistant under um, uh, Greg Marshall. And they kind of play the way Winthrop used to play back when you were in school, Will. A uh, really good defensive team. Now, Chris Jans left to take the Mississippi State job. But the coach that's coming right behind them is going to run that same system, same program. So, you know, they're going to be really good. Um, Obviously, Jackson State, coached by um, Coach Harper, they're always going to be good, a former Western Kentucky coach. So the league is still going to be a solid league. It's not going to be what it was. Old Dominion's not there. Marshall's not there. North Texas is a really good team. They're not going to be there. Of course, UAB is leaving and some others. But from what I can see, Liberty's adjustment is going to be the athletic quotient, particularly underneath the goal, and really on the perimeter as well, the the guards are are, are bigger than five nine Darius McGee and five nine Porter. You're gonna have some bigger guards that you have to deal with. So um, it's going to be an adjustment, but I think Liberty will be up to the task.
0: All right, well, awesome, Tim. Uh, we may have Nas, and Nas might be having some some technical troubles. I wanted to get you guys on here for just a second, have a little little NASCAR live here on a two thirds uh, <laughs> of NASCAR. the NASCAR.
5: NASCAR yeah be sure to check out the podcast uh we love so you know I, I know you guys know this but me and Paul Nazgate have known each other since middle school played against each other in the same conference uh Paul's last game I broke his heart we we won by two in the championship game when I was a junior um and then you know when I when I graduated from high school in Philadelphia we were teammates at Liberty we coached together at Liberty And now we're in broadcast together doing the podcast. So, you know, Paul Nazgut is a great dude. You guys know him well. Really does a really good job of broadcasting. Uh, Everyone doesn't know that I named Sparky back in the day when Will was the Sparky. Um, But I also got Paul Nazgut as a broadcast star. So, you know, I I feel good about this show right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You guys have been killing it with NASCAR. It's, it's so cool to have a podcast with you guys, you know, um, for so many years as someone who watched Liberty basketball on the big South network in Ohio, I felt like sometimes that that was one of a few. Um, And and now it feels like I'm one of an army, which is just so cool that, that, that there's, there's, you know, so much content out there, so much of a need for content. And yeah, you guys have been killing on the podcast. Listen, Listen, uh, first day, it's out every single time. Well, Tim, we'll let you uh, uh, get back on the road uh, so you're not back too late, but we do really appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully we catch up with you again sometime this year for sure. We'd love to do that.
5: No question. Anytime, even if I'm on the road, as you see, I'll make time
0: for my Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Tim. Uh, We'll look forward to uh, uh, seeing you on Stadium this year as well, uh, calling games. uh, A lot of of good mid-major matchups.
5: And also, I'll be on a, a TV channel called The Grio. It's HBCU Basketball. Um, gotcha. I'm supposed to be getting a contract this week sent to me. Don't know how many games I'll be doing, but I'll be working with The Grio as well, covering the SWAC and the MIAC and some of the other HBCU. So awesome. uh, yeah. I, I'll great. let you guys know when, I, when I'm on, of course.
0: Absolutely. Looking forward to that. All right, t- All Take well, care. Appreciate
5: it. Take care. Thank you.
0: All right, good stuff from from our guy, Tim. Uh, we're hoping to have Paul Nazigan on here in just a minute. Um, uh, Kirby, Naz, I
1: think Naz heard my shot against the Phillies and was like, forget it, I'm not going. You know what? I, I
0: kind of thought maybe that was pushing it. Uh, I didn't want to <laughs> say anything at the time, but, you know... Uh, uh, hopefully we don't start dropping guests, you know, because of your, you know, <laughs> <laughs> your team won the World Series like a year ago, dude. Like, come on. We don't need to be throwing punches. Show some <laughs> show some humility, Reverend.
1: Man, I'm scared of the Phillies next year. But anyway, that's a different <laughs> podcast. Uh while we're waiting here, let's uh let's look through the schedule. Uh what we got coming
0: up here. Uh so of course tomorrow is is Regent. Um, I am super excited about just kind of seeing what the rotations look like. Uh, uh, very interested in, in that. Um, um, so, you know, obviously Liberty should win by 40. Um,
1: but you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. What are you looking forward to tomorrow? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing some of those new guys play and just kind of what they look like. Um, and you know, when, by the time we get to Alabama on Monday, um, you know, see a, a jump up in competition um, and seeing kind of what they look like against uh, kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum there.
0: Yeah. All right. I think we got our guy here. I think we got Naz. Naz, my man.
6: Is. How are we doing? I'm good. You guys can you guys hear me?
0: Yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah. You're good. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us tonight. Yeah, uh, I had a
6: little technical difficulty, so uh, I'm glad I got connected, man. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, So, Naz, 24 hours away from the season, uh, less than 24 hours. Uh, You'll be on the call tomorrow, right? Yeah, me and Matt Warner. Yep, can't wait to get it rolling. You guys uh, always kill it on the broadcast, and, you know, seriously, this is no Kool-Aid. We we absolutely love the broadcast that you guys bring. Uh, It's one of the best in the country. Uh, What are you looking forward to this year? What do you think maybe is the biggest key that you're – You know, maybe, maybe give us a sneak peek of what your keys to the the season might be tomorrow.
6: Um, you know, coach mentioned a little bit, you know, Keegan McDowell is the only guy that, you know, we really lost, uh, you know, great depth coming back. Um, and you know, his shot was, I mean, there was a lot of games where man, he, when we needed a three, he was the guy. Um, and and again, I, I think, I think Brody Peebles is ready to really step in and kind of fill that role, but, um, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, guys, it's, it's like, it's like my mom's lasagna. It, it's, it's incredible. And you don't mess with the recipe. You just, you, you, there's nothing you can add to it. It's perfect the way it is. And so like, you know, we're going to see a lot of the same, um, with that big group coming back of guys and names that we know, but Man, it's going to be beautiful. We're going to see all the things we expect to see: great defense, uh, that ball moving around, guys cutting back door, and sharing the ball. It's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. Again, another great year coming up.
0: Naz, you're already in mid season form with the Nas is
1: a, 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 <laughs> a Nazism, man right right away. Man, I got, love it. Got some lasagna going. Uh, personally, I would rather eat a cactus than eat lasagna.
6: Oh but, my goodness.
1: Um. Yeah, Naz, uh thanks for being on tonight. Um, you know, Liberty Basketball put out that incredible video after last season with uh the Darius return announcement. Um, how are you feeling about that? Uh any thoughts about the return of uh one of the greatest basketball players Liberty has ever seen? Well, I I, I
6: joked, you know, we, we did our we did our uh preview show last week and I I kind of joked that when Darius uh announced he was coming back that I had mixed feelings about it. Um, I I didn't know whether to be happy or ecstatic. (laughs) So so, I don't know if you guys caught that, but I was trying to string some people along. No, it was great. Um, And I I guess I felt probably like you guys. I mean, he he had done so much for the program, one of the all-time greats. I just wanted him to be able to do what he wanted to do, And, and, and we would feel good about it. If that meant going pro as coach said, or, or to maybe another high profile program. Um, I just wanted him to be a hundred percent able to do what he's earned the right to do. And when he came, when said he was coming back, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad for him because that's what he wanted to do. He's going to have a great year, man. Flames nation gets to watch him for another year and set more records. Um, but do it in a way that, that we love with him sharing the ball and, and being just such a great teammate and a, and a servant on the floor, like uh, not a guy that's about himself, even though um, he gets talked about and highlighted so much. Um, yeah, it's going to be special watching him again.
0: You mentioned Brody Peebles as a guy that you think is going to be um, a breakout player potentially this year what what about his game are you are you looking forward to that, that you think he can um, really take that leap as we've seen many players with liberty like shiloh robinson was the guy last year uh, what do you think is, is that that next step for him
6: i, I hope it's it's consistency um he, he was not a guy that lacked confidence. And we saw in early games that uh, he came in and, and shot the ball and, and uh, you know, looked at, at, at home out there. And so, uh, you know, he got minutes early, and that was all good. But I think it was kind of the up and down. You know, we saw some big games, but then there were some other games where maybe he didn't have as much uh, offensive impact. And again, not to put that on his shoulders, but um, I, I think he's ready to take that next step, where um, you know he'll will will we'll know kind of game in game out you know, what we're going to get out of Brody. I know he's really worked on his, on his skills as, as all the guys have done, man, they, I, I was able to get in and see a couple practices too. And um, I mean, you can just tell, man, they just use the summers to just get themselves better. He's, he's tightened up his shot a little bit, quickened his release a little bit. Um, you know, we, we, I saw a few of those classic, uh, drives where he's banging into a couple of guys and leaning and he still manages to get up there. So um, I, I like his game and, um, you know, just looking forward to him to kind of taking the next step coming back this year.
1: Yeah, uh, Nass, you you played at Liberty, you coached at Liberty, you've you announced their games and have been, you know, doing the podcast with Scar and, and Nick Pierce and and just following for the long time. Uh, got a new assistant coach coming in this year. Um, what does that do for the team when you kind of lose a coach like Susie, who has been there for a long time? And we know McKay is still steering the ship at the end of the day, but, um, how, how does that affect the team having a new coaching change like that?
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, losing Coach Seuss, that's something that um I, I know Coach McKay will feel the most, obviously, with the, with those guys, you know, just long time friendship and, and uh relationship as, as coaches together. Um, you know, so it's it's a it's a it'll be a new voice, you know, in Huddles. And here's the one thing though, like, um, you know, and coach has said this, so I, I don't think it's a secret, but like he's got a very short list of, of guys that he trusts, um, to bring into the program in, in, in whatever capacity. Um, and so it's not just sort of like, um, we're not sure what we're going to get. Let me take some applications and see who goes through the, like that that's a person that knows, uh, what Liberty's about is in lockstep with with Coach McKay's philosophy and, and coaching style and the pack line. And so I don't think um, it'll be much of a disruption or a change, uh, if at all, um, Coach is going to be a great addition to the staff.
0: All right, Naz, I'm going to bring it up here. Uh, what game this season are you most – uh, interested in, or, or maybe one game that you really have circled this year for Liberty that you're looking forward to?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I,
0: again, I, uh, maybe it's
6: a little redundant, but, um, Alabama, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's funny, those games used to be kind of, uh, you know, like markers, like, let's see what we have, you know, and, and you guys sort of, um, alluded to this in the, uh, it, talking about football and man, what a, what a great win. They, had! I'm still kind of riding high as we all are over that Arkansas win, but like with football and then, and basketball, it's like those games are just like, we, we, they're not, I'm trying to describe it, but it's just sort of like, that's going to be a great game. Like with everybody we got coming back, that's a 50, 50 game. Like, even though it's down there, like, that's how, much farther. The program has come over the years. They used to be, Oh, wow. Look this year we're playing, you know, who? And so you guys mentioned with scar you on before, like haven't been a part of the program uh, and seeing how far it's come, uh, not to get off on a tangent, but like, we used to look at those games, like, wow, we get a chance to go down and play Clemson. And Now it's like, man, we got to go down, chance, and and we could beat Alabama. Like, there's a, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a game, and again, it's going to take a great effort. But you got guys that that will not, this team that will not phase them, (laughs) Kyle Road and 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 uh, Darius McGee and 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 JV. Those guys aren't phased. They're going to go down there and compete like warriors, and and have a great chance to win. So I mean, that just speaks to how far. Uh, the program has come where, you know, me and Scar, we go down there, we get our teeth kicked in by 40, but we were just happy to be down there playing Texas and, and, and places like that. So um, yeah, that's a big one. Um, I, it's hard coming off. Like you got to play Regent and then it just ramps up to Alabama. I think we had a similar thing last year where they had to just, they, they played the cupcake and then went down and played LSU. So that's, I'm a little worried about that, but once the guys get, up and down the court, I can't wait to see them take it uh, down there to Alabama.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a much different mindset. I, I know last year, you know, played really well with LSU until about the last eight minutes. And in years past, we've been like, hey, that was awesome. Great.
1: We were all feeling at the end of the game like, man, we could have won that. You yes, know? Like, yes. It's, yeah, uh, is that just a follow-up question to that? Like, just, you know, your personal opinion. Like, when you go from the extreme of Regent to Alabama like that, would you almost rather have, like, another mid-major in there just to kind of transition a little bit? Yeah,
6: I, I would. I think that's the, the thing. You, no matter what happens tomorrow night, you're not going to be able to simulate that jump um, when you get down there to play Alabama. So, yeah, yeah that, that's exactly right, Will. I wish there was kind of one more game in between there, that was a little more uh, of, a, of a mid-major uh, style and competition just to kind of hone us in a little bit more. But again, that's where your experience comes in. I mean, there's guys that have been through that. They, the guys that have been through big games, um, that'll get the guys ready and focused. And, and I, know th- I know they'll go down there and, and have a great showing. Uh,
0: Naz, uh, Chad asks, what's your free throw percentage these days? What's, <laughs> what, what's your free throw percentage these days?
6: Mine a hundred. Cause I don't shoot them anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that's a way uh, to, that's a way to, uh, to, to finish the show there, Naz. <laughs> All right. Well, Naz, thank you so much for taking the time to join us tonight. We are so looking forward to having you on the call this season. You know, I'll be bugging you to come on here again at some point later on down the road. Uh, Anytime,
6: really man. I, I love being on with you guys. You guys do a great job. Um, Man, every time I come on, I'm just amazed. You got the graphics, you got the ticker going along the bottom, and you you guys pull out all the stops for Flames Nation. I know everybody, me included, appreciates this show and all you guys do.
0: Well, that means a lot, Naz. All right, thanks a lot. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, okay? All right, see
1: you guys. Thanks, Naz. All
0: right, we're going to jump right back in. We've got uh, Nick Lorenzen. Did I say your name right, Nick?
7: Lordson, close, close. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Nick is uh, part of Mid Major Madness. Uh, did an awesome Twitter spaces with uh, John Manson uh, previewing the ASUN. And I knew we had to get you on for this show uh, to talk about the league. Um, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for, for the Liberty fans that, that, that don't know in you, you and your work. Uh, what all do you do in covering college basketball?
7: Yeah, I know mid major man is kind of has a bad rep with Liberty. I'm trying to, I'm trying to mend it. I'm trying to mend it over time. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm only, I'm a junior in high school. I took over the Twitter about last year. You know, it all started. I was, I'm from Baltimore, so I ran this UMBC page. And when they beat Virginia, it blew up in the tournament. You know, the first sixteen over one, and it kind of parlayed that into uh, writing jobs. And I've been building it since then. So. Lots of social media stuff covering all the smaller schools of college basketball. Just love it. Just love it. We're almost there. We got what? 15 more hours. Counting it down. Counting it down.
0: Baylor, uh, Mississippi Valley, right? <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. It, it's really great to see, um, um, you know, the work that you got, you're doing at major madness. It's, you know, glad you're, you're vetted some bridges and that, that, that preview show and really, I've, I've tried to listen to as many of them as I can because I do love college basketball in general and all the conference previews that you did. You had so many like coaches on and stuff. Really cool concept and uh, really, really great work on that. Appreciate really that. Appreciate that. Um, tell us about the A-Sun. Let's start with that. Let's just jump right into it. Who do you think is the biggest threat to Liberty?
7: You know, I mean, the two Florida schools, I'm kind of shocked to see FGCU down so low in those Ken Palm ratings you just put up because I really like what Pat Chambers has coming in. You know, one of the guys is Chase Johnson. He's coming in. He was at Stetson. He tore it up for a long time. I know when I was talking to John during the space, he was saying that he just tore up Liberty every time he played. So that's kind of crazy. And they're returning Caleb Cato. Uh, they do lose Davian Dunbar, so that's kind of tough. Uh, they bring in some transfers, but Jacksonville too. They got some guys coming in. Dylan O'Hearn's coming over from uh, NJIT. still at Lipscomb. I mean, it's it's tough to guard Darius. Teams have done it. They they did well enough last year. You guys were still obviously at the top, but I I feel like it's Liberty's league to lose this season. I just I, maybe Asana gets healthy and he does great. Uh, Bellerman's not as great as they were last year because they lose uh, Dylan Penny transferred to Vermont, but. I think it's going to come down to Liberty and uh, FGCU. I'm really shocked to see FGCU that low.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about FGCU and, you know, maybe a little underrated there. But you you mentioned uh, Darius McGee there. Um, You know, when me and Nick were in college uh, forever ago, um, you know, we talked about, Uh, liberty maybe being like the gonzaga of the east coast one day and i know a lot of people don't consider gonzaga to be a Mm mid-major um but you know back then like our football team was not very good and we were like this is going to be a basketball school but now with the football team you know beating arkansas and and doing all these uh you know winning bowl games and and having some big-time recruits and things like that like You know, for us as Liberty homers, like we see that trajectory of of Liberty being a national brand one day. Can you just talk about the perception of Liberty, um, like on the national radar? And and Darius McGee, because he's kind of the star of the show here.
7: Yeah, it's definitely a growing school. I mean, moving to the Conference USA next year—that's where you guys are moving to, right? Conference Mm, USA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a huge move, especially football-wise. I sat down. I watched a good bit of that game yesterday against Arkansas. And I mean, it was just domination. They had that pick really close it, even though Arkansas kind of came back there a little bit. But Liberty's got a good rep. I mean, they're, they're growing. They keep growing school size wise, uh, football wise. And they're continuously up there at the top in college basketball. That's you, what you want. They had that win a couple seasons ago in the tournament. I mean, I, it's tough to get to a Gonzaga level because that takes a long time. But if anyone's doing it correct, I mean, I think like James Madison and Liberty, those two are probably the top two on the East Coast right now, just because they're moving to FBS football. You guys have obviously been there a couple of years uh, and right away you found success and you've been finding success in college basketball. And I feel like it can happen with the Conference USA, the Conference USA, a lot of the real power schools are leaving. So I feel like Liberty could hop into that right away and make a statement. Darius
0: McGee versus Max Abrams uh, in December. What does that mean to you?
7: That's going to be a great matchup. When Ace Miss and McGee face-off, I've been vouching for it for a long time. That game, that game needs to be on national television. It's two of the best guards probably in the nation. Ace Miss puts up a crap ton of points. Darius McGee shoots a three ball like crazy. I, that's, that's, that's an elite matchup. And it's on a Monday night. I mean, what else do they have on it? There's going to be... Football on, of course, on ESPN, but put it on like ESPN, too. That's going to be a great matchup.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, who are some other mid-major programs just around the country, just as a basketball fan, uh, for, for those who may be tuning in, just you know, wanting some – who are some mid-major teams that you are, are – maybe think are under the radar this year or you're really looking forward to watching?
7: Yeah, San Diego State and Dayton really aren't under the radar. They're both top 25, but I think that they're going to be really good. UAB wasn't in the top 25 ending of the season. They can find their way in there. Andy Kennedy has done a great job over there. Um, let me see. Let me go up and down the coasts. We got like Toledo is going to be really good in the Mac. They returned both their big men. Uh, sincere carryover at Kent State a great guard. Came over from Duquesne. He's another really good, uh, another really good guard. Um, St. Mary's is always good defensively. Wyoming's going to be great. Graham Ike's out for a little while. He's a really good big man. Him and Hunter Maldonado done a great job over there. Let me think of a couple more for you guys. Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis has a lot of really good players. They return a lot. Um, Chattanooga is going to be a little sleeper team. Sanford has a great backcourt over there And BM. Uh, and who's going to be at the top? Furman. Furman has a really nice core group coming back, and there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that you should keep an eye on. You got South Dakota in the Summit League. And go! I can go on and on and on.
0: What are maybe some uh, under the radar pr- players that we should be watching?
7: That's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> Thinking about it, you know, there's a lot of players in leagues that. There's a lot of transfers. There's a lot of really good transfers. Like Chase Johnson, I feel like he's super underrated because he's been able to do it in the A-Sun before. And he's staying in league, so he knows what he's doing. Uh, Let me go through some notes real quick. Hawaii has some really good guys coming in. Noel Coleman, when he was on the floor last year, Hawaii was one of the best mid-major teams in the country, in my opinion. And he got hurt, kind of fell down a little bit uh, in the whack. Uh New Mexico State has this kid coming in. He was the D2 JUCO freshman player of the year two years ago. And then last year he was the D one JUCO freshman player of the year. And he's coming over with his coach to New Mexico State and the Sean Washington. So he's gonna be really good. I mentioned Sincere carry at Kent State. People really I mention him all the time. He's a great guard. I kind of think he's a little underrated for what they have. Uh yeah, I mean, those three, right off the top of my head, most recently talked about, those, those three are going to be really good watches.
0: Last question for you, Nick. Any thoughts on uh, Queens, uh, the, the new team here in uh, the ASA? and I, I know you had their coach on, who is actually, I believe I just saw he was going to be suspended for the first five games. What's your thoughts on Queens and kind of them taking this leap this year?
7: Yeah, I think they're a great addition. They've been a strong program for years in the D2 level. And they just have winning ways. I mean, Bart Lundy was their coach. I want to say they won like 25, 26 games last year. And he took a D1 job in Milwaukee. And it means a lot for a program to just have someone elevated. And they're moving up, keep them in the system, have them elevated from assistant role to a head coaching role. And they returned a lot of their guys that did a lot of stuff for that scored a lot of points for them last year. So I think that's big. It stinks that Grant Leonard's going to be gone for the first five games of the year. He He had a DWI, but... I think that they're going to be much better than people give them credit for. I know John was talking. He's like, I think they're going to get seven wins or something like that. I got a text from Grant right after that. He's like, let's make a bet. Let's make a lunch bet. I bet we'll get more than seven wins. I said, I'll take that side. So I I said, every game, if they have seven wins, I'm going to go up to Charlotte for every single game to see if they can clinch it. I know they played Liberty in the last two games, so hopefully that will cross paths there.
0: Back-to-back, back-to-back games, yeah.
7: Yeah, the A-Sun did a
1: uh, like a preview show that was on ESPN Plus, and he seemed intense, man. Um, I was into it. Um, yeah, so speaking of Queens, like just kind of moving up a level, um, are, are there any other teams around the nation that are kind of doing that same thing that you look at and like, man, they could be sneaky good? Or And as a follow-up to that, um, you know, this first week, um, what kind of upsets are you looking at? Do you, do you see any uh, big upsets on the
7: radar coming up? Yeah, for the first one, I mean, South Dakota always pops in mind. Uh, Eric Peterson used to be an assistant there, and he followed uh, Craig Smith, who was at Utah State, at Utah right now as an assistant. He went back to South Dakota, and they had all these players transfer out. He got them to come back. They were three all league players. And then he also got the player or the freshman of the year in the league that come into South Dakota. So I really like what they did there. And upset wise, I've been telling everyone, I think UT Martin's going to be pit tomorrow. That's not that big of an upset. Um, I've really only looked at tomorrow. Uh, What else is there? I think I wrote a whole article about it. I should have this off the top of my head. Uh, Winthrop Liberty, Alabama, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, that could happen on Friday. <laughs> Longwood, Longwood goes to Alabama too. That could be an interesting okay. one. Winthrop goes to uh Penn State tomorrow. That yeah. could happen too. South Dakota, like I mentioned, they go up to Wisconsin. Something to give there. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of big south and a sun schools there trying to get your little uh try to get that in there, the old stomping grounds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun week of basketball for sure. Can't wait! Can't wait.
7: wait what's your
0: setup like, Nick? What do you how how many how many tablets and phones are you uh, getting out to watch games?
7: I usually have a lot. I think tomorrow I'm only gonna do three because my Raven or my roommate's a Ravens fan. I don't really know if I want to cross streams with that. I don't know if I want to go out there and watch a Ravens game with him. So I might be in my room hunkered down with like four streams on my laptop, one on my phone, one on the TV. So it's not going to, it's not going to be the usual four TV setup. I usually have a four TV setup.
0: My man, my man, same, same, same for college hoop season. Well, Nick, we really appreciate you and, um, uh, all you're doing for mid major madness and and helping, uh, you know, get Liberty a little more on the radar and, and, and in terms of that community and, uh, appreciate all your work. And, uh, Hopefully, maybe sometime we can catch up again. Maybe uh, once we kind of get into conference play, that would be a
7: lot of fun. Yeah, thank you, guys. I'm here uh, whenever you guys need me. I'm always here, always free. All right.
0: Thanks, Nick. Have a great night, bud. Speak soon. All right. Let's let's bring him in. Should we bring him in, Will? The
1: hits keep coming. Bring him in. Can't even look up at us.
8: (laughs) All right. Man, did that guy just say he was a junior in high school?
1: Did, was, that was my question: Is he that now or when he started that
8: UNBC page? I don't know, but I like I'm not following that up. If you want to talk, Nick,
7: oh, are you a, a junior <laughs> in college? Oh, there he is. I started that when I was a junior in high school, but yeah,
8: okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, man, <laughs> like, how are you going to bring me in after this guy who's just rattling off every single stat, every single team? Like, here's what I got for you: I got a Malik Willis update for you. I got Liberty beat Arkansas last night. Uh, that's about all i'm good for and darius mcgee there you go there malik goes. willis willis is that's all i got for you nick if you don't need me for the anything else just uh as soon as max mayo baxter bell shows up you could cut over to him because i got nothing after that guy <laughs> <laughs> all right oh. well i'm kicking i'm kicking both of you out because mayo's here here we go
0: mayo <laughs> what is up how you doing oh how you guys doing oh doing what's great up, what's up uh, so excited to have you uh, uh, joining the show! So tell us uh, about your current role with Liberty for those who, who may not know.
9: Uh, this is my second year as a graduate assistant. Um, it's been fun, um, fun year, and ready to kick off another one. But uh, yeah, been around in practice and uh, kind of like a practice player, um, working guys out here and there, and just uh, giving knowledge wherever I can give it.
1: Well. Good deal, my um my number one question is, uh, you know, if I ain't got nothing else going on, I'm going back and watching highlights of you guys playing the tournament. How much? How much do you look at those highlights? I, I do. I still do look
9: at. <laughs> find it if something. I'll go back and look. That was a that was a fun time. I don't think there's nothing like the March Madness.
0: So, Mayo, you were a part of several wins uh, over SEC schools. Um, obviously we're not looking past region tomorrow. Don't let coach get on us. Um, but what does it take to, what would it take for, for Liberty to win at Alabama on Friday? What does it take to win one of those games in that type of atmosphere? Uh, I think it, it
9: takes an overall toughness, uh, from the team. Cause, we play teams that, you know, are as good as Alabama. It's it's the game. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. There's going to be, you know, things that frustrate players or whatever. And I think if we can get over those and um, just stay committed to what we do and not play, you know, their style or anybody else's style, just play how we play, I think that's, like, the biggest thing when you're playing a team like that and just uh, trying to impose our will defensively and even offensively.
1: Yeah. Uh hey Maya, you guys have a lot of uh new pieces coming in. Uh you know, who is uh who's looking good in your eyes right now on, on both ends of the floor?
9: Uh I think I think every player brings a different dynamic. Um I'm I'm more so look at the bigs or the forwards because that's the position I played and um I love watching uh Zach Cleveland play. He's been he's been fun to watch and just the energy he brings on both sides. And it kind of not kind of reminds me of myself a little bit, just in how he <laughs> how he comes in with a lot of energy, just excited about getting stops on defense and, you know, little buckets he gets here and there. So that's probably my uh, he's very he's a very fun player to watch.
0: that That's that's really cool to hear. So we'll definitely look at looking forward to Zach. Uh, I got a question kind of goes along with that. What is the the most difficult thing for a player coming in to Liberty to learn um, in, in terms of Richie's system and the pack line? Um, we've seen a couple of players that, that have struggled in, in year one, but have taken like big leaps in leap two. What maybe is it is it that, that makes it a little more challenging maybe than other programs, if that's true?
9: I think you're really held in account defensively and – it it's kind of like almost nitpicking a little bit but it's more so like coming from high school like when i was in high school we played a 2-3 zone and i played the middle and i didn't move <laughs> so i went from that to come into a system where you have to guard arguably you know different positions on the floor and move your feet not foul close out like everything is calculated so it's just kind of like coming from you know every everybody has a different system in high school not many high schools play man or play the pack line i should say so it's just a lot of different coverages a lot of terminology that's being tossed around so you have to really like pay attention and really buy into it and if you miss it then it'll, it'll make it hard for you to be on the same page as the other players on the floor
1: how long do you think it takes to kind of gel in that system i mean you know i know when you go to against regent that's one thing and then when you go against alabama that's another thing but like how far into the season do you think like you say okay i think i kind of understand this system and you know because you know coach always says the longer that you're in it the better it gets
9: yeah i think it's easy to understand it's just more so of how long does it take for them to, for players to like actually like actualize that on the court? So I think you, everybody understands the, the idea of it, but can you do it, you know, in, in live action? And arguably when you're playing teams like Alabama, it makes it a lot harder to close out players. that can shoot drive that can shoot from deep and it, it it tests your closeout and your IQ a little bit, but, I think it's for me I think it was a year by year thing I think when we first got in it in it's it was more so like just completely trusting the system and not you know showing any doubts about it and really just trying to buy into what the coaches was telling us to do and um, I think over time any player that stays in it you'll you'll see the difference
0: mile how hard is it scouting this time of year when you haven't had any of these teams play games and you're, you're trying, you have a lot of teams that have players that didn't play there or freshmen. How hard is it scouting some of these teams these first couple of weeks before they have some games under their belt that you can you know go watch?
9: Um, so I, I'm on the scout team and and practice, which is kind of fun. But uh, I think the first few games when you play a team like that early, I think it's always hard because – they have players like you said that transferred in, or that don't have film from you know that's updated or whatever. And so I think it, it it's hard, but I think that's what makes it fun. Like it, it's a learning experience for us, you know, um, going to a place like that, playing that environment, because you know you want games like that on your resume to help hopefully build your team up, good or bad, for for the for later in the year. So it is very tough to understand what players like to do, what teams do, because I don't think, you know, any team, I don't think they figured out, you know, by game one how they play, what we you know, what each player brings to the table. So I think it makes it tough going both ways.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting interesting way of looking at it. Uh one last question for you before we get you out of here. Uh yeah. looking at the A Sun this year, who is maybe a team that that you think maybe is under the radar or maybe you know that you've been hearing about that, that you're kind of uh really gonna be watching close here these first uh couple weeks of the season.
9: Uh honestly the only team that I know me and Cuff talk about because there's a few teams that I never played against in the A so I wouldn't know who they're returning. I didn't uh is Jacksonville. Um I thought Jacksonville I think I don't know who they're returning, but I thought last year they had a pretty solid team and I think that um they're going to be solid again this year. Yeah. That was one team that me and cuff was always talking about. Really? Like they got some
0: good pieces.
9: So I'm excited to see that, that match up and see how we, we match up with them um, this year.
0: Yeah. They took a, took a big leap last year and uh, yeah. yeah, they were, they were a lot of fun to watch. Well, Mayo, thank you so much for, for taking some time out of your Sunday night to join us and uh, a Liberty legend <laughs> uh, played just an incredible game against Mississippi state uh a really flawless game seriously um we're excited you're still with the team excited you're with with cuffy now you guys are both on the bench yeah. together that's that's gonna be a lot of fun so thanks for all you do for Liberty. Hopefully we can catch up again sometime.
9: Yep. Hey thank you guys and I see some uh Cincinnati stuff back there in the background so uh uh I'd like to see that. Yeah like yeah yeah for I completely forgot you're from Dayton right
0: i'm from cincinnati
9: but i live in dayton currently so
0: okay all right yeah born and right. raised cincinnati i live in cleveland now uh but i'm all, all cincinnati right. you know so all yeah right. i completely forgot i i knew i knew that but it wasn't in my head so yeah go reds yeah. thank you guys <laughs> all right, Maya.
1: All right. i man. you guys are gonna be eating some skyline chili together yeah before.
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> all right well we better get him on quick because i i think he's watching uh uh, a game with maybe a little bit of interest tonight. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know anything about that. Oh, he's got, he's got the shirt on. Wow. I
10: mean, I mean, when you guys asked me, what time do I want to come on? I did I was doing the math and like, what's the most optimal time when it'll go to halftime in the chiefs game? And it just, I could not have picked a better time. Yes. This was the perfect, perfect timing. I said a that, game, or, I said yeah, that a game, game on the other hand. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Matt. They say the uh, epitome of mixed feelings is watching your mother in law drive off a cliff in your brand new car.
10: Yeah, is that how yeah. you
1: feel watching this game right now?
10: Yeah, yeah. Although honestly, like um, I was kind of hoping to see the Malik Willis from a week ago uh, here tonight. We have just so that I'm like let the Chiefs get a big lead, and then Willis can make some plays and, and feel good about everything. But he's yeah, he's actually looked really good tonight. They let him do a little bit more, so uh, it's going to be a tough second half
0: awesome uh well matt thank you so much for for joining us we won't keep you too long uh (laughs) you're good tell us about switching from football to basketball what is that that like for you uh like right in the height of the football season and you're gonna be calling regent tomorrow
10: yeah this crossover season is crazy like i was just looking at the next couple of weeks and trying to figure out okay like you know, basketball and you've got, you know, assuming we get to call the Virginia Tech game and, you know, all of that these last couple of weeks or next couple of weeks, it's going to be wild. But it makes it easy when you're sitting next to a guy like Naz, you know, he's a pro uh, and he, I know he'll be ready to go. And, and man, just the excitement of this team, like fortunately we get to be around him a little bit. So I'll try to catch a practice here, here or there when I can, just so I can kind of, it's not my first time seeing them on the court when they when they take the court against Regent. But uh, yeah, it. So excited. It's a lot. It'll be really busy, but there's nothing better than calling a bunch of these games. And uh, I think this team is going to be really, really exciting this season.
1: Yeah, Matt, we love Flame Central podcast. We listen to it when it drops. Powered by Alcova
10: Mortgage. That's right. That's Um, right. (laughs) uh,
1: Yeah. What's it like uh, going from Joe Yacht to Paul Nazigan?
10: I don't have to worry nearly as much about what Naz is going to say with, with Joe, there's always those. And, and we've been around each other long enough now he'll start to say something and he'll give me a look like get a load of this. And I was like, Oh no, what's he going to say now? Like what the is this going to sound? Uh, but no, it, it's a blast, man. They're both so much fun. And I mean, I don't know what it would be like to call a game with somebody other than those two, really. I mean, it, they're, they're such a blast to work with. They're so knowledgeable. And in the end, we just want to have fun and be entertaining, and those two guys do it at a, at a really high level. So I'm sure – I think you guys talked to Naz earlier tonight. I'm sure he's all fired up and ready to go. We were texting earlier, and so, yeah, just can't wait to get to the gym. We both, especially early in the season, tend to get there way earlier than we need to and just sit around getting worked up for the game, and so I can't wait to do that tomorrow night.
0: So, Matt, I know you are high on a certain freshman named Colin Porter. Yeah. 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 Tell us what you've heard about him and and how you think he could be a potential immediate impact.
10: Yeah. Well, I mean, just from a little bit you get to see of him, like, number one, I think you think, all right, freshman physically, will the the guy be ready? And you think freshman, too, in the fact that he reclassed and he came here, he should still be in high school. So it's like, boy, physically, how will it be? Like that kid is he's thicker than you think he is he's not, I mean, just bulked up, but he does not have, you don't look at him and say, oh boy, that's a freshman. Wait till we get 20 pounds on him. Then you'll see like, no, he's sturdy. And so that's number one. And then the other thing that excites me most is not only do I think he's really talented, but he's talented in the ways that Liberty really needs someone to be talented. He can really handle the basketball. Great passer. Doesn't have to be a scorer. Doesn't have to get his shots. But he's, he's capable, a capable scorer. And so just being able to take some things off of Darius McGee's plate, because what were we all saying at the end of last year? We're like, man, do we, you know, you asked too much of him? Like, man, he had the ball in his hands an awful lot. Like, can you live like that? And I think he's going to allow Darius to not have to do quite as much and will also help get the Flames, I think, into their offense a little bit better, get some other people involved that they may have an opportunity to shine even more this season. And even if he just takes away, a few of those possessions a game where you'd see Darius bring it down, not much develop, kind of just pound the ball for a while and end up taking a shot. Like, again, when he, when he was feeling it, you loved it. But if he takes away just a few of those possessions where he gets the flames into their offense a little bit more, I think it makes him that much more dangerous. So I think he's the perfect piece to come in at this time with this team.
1: Yeah, I- and I, th- I think I hear what you're saying is that uh, maybe that was a piece that was missing last year, especially towards yeah. the end of the season. And Coach McKay will send anybody down there as point guard um, that has arms. Um, so, I mean, you see everybody, you know, bringing the ball down the court. But yeah, uh, is there anybody in particular that you're looking for um, a little bit of improvement on, whether it's somebody big down low or or maybe another one of those ball handlers?
10: Yeah, I, I wanna see, I think the progression that Joseph Van Zandt makes in his game is critical because we saw him as such a lockdown defender and such an athletic kid in his freshman year. But if his offense can take that next step, if he can be a just he doesn't have to be a great three-point shooter. I don't know if he ever will be in his career, but if you can just be respectable with the jump shot, I think that opens things up and makes him so much more dangerous. Cause you think about it, there are certain guys where you feel like you can't play them together. Right now, like like you would say, you can't play Vinsant and Warfield probably together because both of them, while good defensively, don't give you much on the offensive end. So, like if you could see both of those guys really kind of just take that next step offensively and be able to provide just a little bit more on that end of the court, like that's a huge thing for me because you want you want Joseph Vinzant out there, you want him on the defensive end out there locking people up, but you also need to get more than, you know, two points, four points. Like if he can be a little bit more of a threat, we know the athleticism's there. So now it's just, can the jump shot kind of progress a little bit? And I think that, I mean, that could be a total game changer if you get him to be a little bit more of a threat offensively.
0: Matt, who's maybe someone in the A-Sun that you're looking, looking at this year uh, that, that maybe you're interested in, in seeing what they do this season as, as maybe a threat to Liberty or, or even maybe someone you just kind of see uh, kind of surprising a lot of people?
10: Honestly, I feel like the league is really a lot of question marks this year. Now, I don't know if you feel that way, but like, I feel like so much moved on after last season that even going back through like the, the all conference list, right? I'm like, man, okay. Yeah. I guess I could see that. Uh, all right. Carter Henderson again. Okay. Like you just start kind of going through that list and you're like, ah, I guess, but I think based off what I saw last year, I heard Mayo say it as well. I like what Jacksonville's got going on. Like not only is coach Mincy seem like he is just really dialed into what he wants their identity to be. Like they play tough defense, like they, they're starting to get some talent there. You're in year two, right. With them. Like, it's like, I think, I think that's the one team out of all of those that I'm really like, okay, they could be a threat. Kennesaw. I mean, they've come a long way as well. And you know, they have talent and lifts to my, I I love, you know, their coaching Lydia cuff is an elite coach. I think, I just don't know if they have the talent uh, to match the flames there. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say Jacksonville is the one team that I think I'm the most high on out of everybody else in the A Sun.
1: Yeah, I um, looking. My first thought, just looking at that graphic that Nick just put up and all the A Sun teams. You know, of course, you guys call all the home games, but I right. was, you know, I don't have any connection to the university, so I can say it. But I wish that Ian McCall would put a budget in for you and Nas to travel to every away game and just call those <laughs> games because I'm. Uh, it's, it's tough sometimes to watch those broadcasts.
10: <laughs> well, we would do it. We would definitely do it. And we're all, I mean, we're all kind of wondering like conference USA, what's that going to look like for us? You know, that's yeah. our big concern. Like how many, get? you know, how does that change things for us? But we're, yeah, we're more than willing to hit the road anytime. We would absolutely love to do it.
0: All right, Matt, we'll get back to, uh, uh watching <laughs> uh, your football team
10: hold menu. on I, I need to know from you though no nick, you know nick what's what's the spread for tomorrow like your official set the what's the line what do you set the line in the region game what do you got
0: oh man they don't they don't set they don't set lines on uh I, what the would, sites I, that i, I don't, know, use, would, that would, I don't you,
10: use but right oh. what would you set it at that's what i want to know uh it's like i said like 58 like liberty like is that too much what was it? A little over 60 last year. Does that sound about right? 58, somewhere like that. 85,
0: 24 last year. Yeah. I mean, this team's better than last year. I think at least, I think they're going to be better right off the bat than last year for sure. Um, Cause last year's team, you know, really kind of struggled those you know, like that Manhattan game. Try to remember that early yeah. in the season.
10: Yeah. Well, I, I, remember too, that- you, 59 yeah, you 59 t- a 59 okay you, you, you talked about the point guard last year like remember early on we thought drake dobbs was going to be that other ball handler so there was a lot of stuff happening early in the year that hopefully is not the case this season with this team and, and you don't have to work through some of those things like like rich you had to do on the fly a season ago yeah.
0: All right. We're going to do, we're going to do Liberty minus 59. That's uh. that's
10: the official number. All right.
0: That's that's the official number. I, I honestly, I could see it more than that, but I, I think they're going to, I think Richie's going to work so many guys in tomorrow that that's where, it, yeah. that's where it just, it, who knows what they're trying to, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish tomorrow either. So yeah. Get and that's that what two of those kind of games.
10: And it's one of those things too, with Alabama looming, you wonder like, yeah, how much are they going to show? Like, do you know, how much do we see of, of a Colin Porter, for instance? Like, do they kind of limit him? Because just you don't want to show if, if you plan on using him a lot, you don't want to show that. So, yeah, it'll be fun to see some of those other guys. Zach Cleveland, I'm telling you, he's going to have some plays this year, some wow plays as well. That kid is a big-time athlete. So, he's another one to watch. And wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow night we see a couple of
0: those. You kind of see him as uh, – do you remember um... – now, man, I'm drawing a blank. Alex Smith, is that, was that his name? Andrew yep. Smith. Yeah, Andrew, never, Andrew yeah. Smith. Yeah, Andrew, he's Andrew, kind of, yeah. You kind of, kind of that, that build? Is that kind of what you're seeing?
10: Yeah, I think he'll be, I think he'll be a more, uh, more of a threat shooting the basketball. Uh, Andrew Smith had a funky shot. I know, like he had a funky shot, if you remember that, but it was a huge, big, you know, big time athlete. But yeah, when you watch Cleveland, like going back to his high school stuff, like he is a violent player. Like he's trying to tear the rim off. He's a big time mm-hmm. athlete. And I know, they even like him in some ways, like we see Kyle road from time to time initiating the offense. He's a kind of underrated passer uh, Cleveland is. So I think you're going to see him utilized in a lot of ways, but yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be a fun one to watch this year too.
0: Well, awesome. Well, Matt, I appreciate that, that info. I haven't heard enough about, about Cleveland. So it's nice to hear uh, your perspective on him. Well, we love you. We, we won't, you know, sugarcoat you too much up up here tonight, but we are so excited for the start of the season. You and Naz do just a fantastic job, and uh, Emily Austin as well. So I yeah. uh, will look forward to watching you tomorrow, and hopefully we catch up again sometime later this season.
10: Definitely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, I think go Chiefs, right? I'm not saying uh, yeah, not... that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I'm, expect that. I'm
1: in, that. Yeah. I'm in yeah. for a good tomahawk chop every now
0: okay, and Okay,
10: I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah all
0: right Matt take care all right (laughs) cut Matt off sorry buddy um (laughs) yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not saying good I don't think that's good for the brand all right well it's about it's about that time
1: do you know what time it is Will? is it uh I think I know what time it is but you go ahead and let us know Mr. Richie Longshots
0: welcome to the program uh what are you up to this weekend? Let's just start there, I guess.
11: So first off, thanks for having me on. Is my mic. Okay. You
0: you sound fantastic.
11: Oh, now we're, we're cooking with fire. Uh, this weekend, you know, we watched obviously Liberty, Arkansas. We watched the ponies, uh, won a couple games, felt good, watched a ton of football today. I tackled all the leaves that were in my, uh, front yard with my wife today. We, uh, kind of went after that. And, uh, Watch. I've been watching football since 1 p.m. Jersey time, so uh, I've been enjoying the show, enjoying the podcast so far today, and, uh, you know, it's it's got a school night, so enjoying some water tonight.
0: What's Jersey time? Is that its its own own time zone?
11: I don't think so. I just meant, like, you know, Eastern time where I was in Jersey. It's been throwing like, the Arkansas... A game they're an hour behind is throwing me off. Daylight savings time, which, you know, even as an adult, I still don't fully understand. But Jersey time, East Coast time, it is what it is.
0: Beautiful. Well, we are going to have uh, Mr. Longshots. We don't know if we'll have him on every week, but we are going to uh, pick some games each week. uh, Continue the tradition of the uh, lovely, a sea of red football live podcast hosted by our man Chad Hassan. Uh, will, do you have any questions for Longshot before we move into some
1: picks? What's in the water bottle? Uh, it's seriously water. Okay, it's water. You know, I saw I saw a documentary recently on Hulu <laughs> that I will not name, and it said there
8: was other things in water bottles. Hey, I got uh, no comment. I did, I, I got <laughs> cut off a little bit earlier, and we skipped the skipped the segment to be on. I have a quick Malik Willis update. He's three for six for 82 yards. He has rushed for four carries and 25 yards. Uh, and he and Derrick Henry in the RPO is insanely dangerous. They're up 14 to nine on Kansas City, who most consider a Super Bowl favorite. Malik is playing a heck of a game tonight. And uh, so that's 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 what you get for my segment here. And uh, we're on to Richie Longshot's picks. Well, we do have to comment
0: what a studio look look at look at chad hasson's studio here behind him like
8: i mean this is around the
0: horn why don't you just why don't you take us around We got, we i got one for you i just here. got one
8: for you so these are all cigar boxes of uh cigars liberty series cigars that are special and uh for a special occasion oh man i hope that wasn't the right one so i'll, I'll show you two for tonight i gotta dig the, oh gosh I'm going to dig this one out from underneath. All right. I got two I want to show you tonight. Uh, f- out. First one is uh, Liberty. This is from last night. Liberty, Arkansas. Liberty 21, Arkansas 19. Uh, beautiful, momentous cigar. The other one is Malik drafted 86th overall to the Titans. So uh, that's kind of what we got. One signed by Hugh Freeze. One is a, B- one is a BYU cigar. And then everything else uh, kind of got my diploma up there. Got a helmet signed by Rashad Jennings right there. And uh, this, this Jersey up here, we're going to take guesses of who this Jersey that is later on in the year. So that's all we got. Got. All right, let's get to
0: some picks. All right. So here's how this is going to roll this uh, season here. Uh, Me long shots, Chad and John make picks the Reverend. We didn't feel comfortable with him making picks. Um, you know, feel like that might be frowned upon in some circles. So, um, still bad to
1: school, I think at heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but here's our picks. We're just going to run through these each week. We're going to do this. And the, I think the most fun out of this will be the year to date to kind of see which one of us are the biggest idiots. Um, it'll probably be me. I act like I know everything and I, I will do terrible in this, but Um, This will be uh, the kin-pom spreads uh, because uh, college basketball, if you don't know, they don't put their lines out in advance of more than like 24 hours. So uh, this is just the kin-pom spreads, a little bit different than what Vegas says. Before we get into this, Richie, I do have to ask you, what is your college basketball betting philosophy?
11: So good question. So to start off the year, there's so many games right now I, I was looking at uh, just to start, like the top 25, there's not a single game featuring a top 25 team that's got a single-digit spread. All you know, tomorrow the the opening game spreads it's up to 39 now. Like that is so many points, and that is so difficult to handicap when you are, are thinking, you know, how much are these teams going to be trying in the final 10 minutes of the game? Is it going to be walk-on season, or the walk-ons going to try to be heroes and try to score, uh, play hero ball, score points at the end? So I've Oh, I very much stay away from those games at the beginning of the year. Like I went in and, and I, when I looked at all division one, I, I was looking at, all right, what are some of the single digit games featuring, you know, a mid-major against a mid-major that are going to be able to be handicapped and, and get a read on them. I'm also looking beginning of the year and, and you guys brought this up earlier. You know, we don't really have a tune-up game before Alabama and, uh, I'm sure I'm going to have a bunch of people in my mentions again, like you didn't take Liberty and people tweeting at a sea of red, like, oh, can you believe this person didn't pick Liberty? Like, yeah, you bet, this is what I'm here. I'm you bet the number, not the team. So I, I think that I, I look for teams that are, you know, are they treating this big game as a tune-up game or is this their, you know, big shot to, to port on it and put the team kind of see what kind of team they have. Um, so I, I, that's why it kind of worries me with the Alabama game. They, they, they have a ton of talent. Um, you know, I think last year they were, they ranked or they're, they're rank right now to start the season, right? Yeah. I think they're 20th. So I, I think it's going to be a tall task. We don't have that tune up game. Um, so, you know, during the season, I like teams that score points. It's fun to watch, you know, I'm looking at. Points per possession. I'm looking at teams that shoot free throws well, as that is such a, a crucial part in college basketball that, you know, I won't look at a team that, that is, is shooting poorly from the free throw line because you get that late game situations. It's like college kickers all over again. And those who have been, you know, following me on the uh, football pod have known that I'm just getting destroyed by college kickers, week in and week out, and and free throw percentages, a key stat that I'm looking at. You know, is it a, a, a senior junior led team that's going to step up? And I, and I value that, especially you know, it's some the beginning of the year players that are returning. When I did the picks for of the graphic that you had up, I really looked at um, how much has returned from the year before because I think that that's a, a big part. Um, you know, with the transfer for transfer portal and and the way that is really shaped and, and take it over college athletics. You know, I really value that cohesive unit uh, and teams playing together and, and having that chemistry on the court.
0: Richie Longshots shots at eight 30 AMs, digging through coppin States roster to see how senior laden they are. I love it. Yeah. All right. We're going to run through these more rapid fire. Chad, if at any point you want to jump in, do it. Uh, we'll run through these. So, the first game of the college basketball season tomorrow, Mississippi Valley State at Baylor. Kempum has at 38. I think it's actually up to plus 39 now. Uh,
11: and br- real quick, Nick, the over-under, because that's a standalone game. Noon tomorrow. I'll be you watching. To, you, you
0: have to bet on it. like Yeah,
11: it's a must bet.
0: Even if it's like a dollar, bet. you have to put yeah. something on this. yeah.
11: Oh, the over-under was at 142. So... That's uh was an interesting to look at. I'd be more apt to bet these game ooh, Tennessee interception. Uh, I'd be more apt to bet over unders in the beginning of the year than I would point spreads. So sorry, I just
3: interrupted yeah, I'm, everything. I'm going
0: with my heart on this. I have to do Mississippi Valley. I just I you know, win or lose, I want to start my season with the the Delta, whatever they are.
3: The I'm,
11: Delta Devils.
0: The Delta Devils. You, you have yeah. to, you know what? Win or lose you're rhyme you're with that. All right. Yeah we're going to do a lot of a Sun games as you'll see kind of through this Uh Jacksonville at Duke minus uh, 19. Uh, I like, lo- I like this line. I think it's fun. I'm going Duke. You're going Jacksonville, right? Right. Long shots.
11: Yeah. I hate Duke. Okay. Loaf. All right. Nor-
0: North Florida, at Gonzaga minus 28. Uh, Everyone except for John. John went with North Florida. I don't see any way North Florida. I think this is a,
8: Absolute blowout. Hey Nick, let me go back to the last game. John Shire's first game at Duke, and he learned from the greatest of all time at covering and coach K. There's no way he pulls any players off the court unless his team is up thirty five. John Shire will cover in his first game as head coach at Duke. Duke.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. And, and you know, they they're gonna want to put on a show too. They're gonna want to put on a show for sure. All right. We got a Queens first game in division one. Um, We all like Marshall. I just Queens is hosting. That's which is kind of cool. Long shots. Why did you go with Queens?
11: Very simple. They got their Their coach is going to be out for the first five games. And I love when you get an interim and an assistant coach in a situation like this, like they're going to show up. Uh, I'm going to assume that the Queens arena, whatever it's called is going to be rocking. It's their first, first D one game. Um, yeah, I'm just going off the fact that you got you got an assistant coach there, and they' and they're, uh When I was looking up, a senior led team. They went on a run in the D two tournament last year, um, and bring a lot of the the same guys back didn't they didn't really get um, hampered by the, the transfer portal at all. But I think home game. They're plus one. Well, yeah, h- hungry dog runs faster. Home dogs give me that all day. Little
1: uh, Liberty BYU home cooking there. Yeah, I just don't think we're gonna
0: sneak up on anyone. So I don't know what I'm interested. Definitely. I'm, that's definitely maybe one of the most interesting games of the entire day tomorrow, for sure. All right. We were, uh, John was the only one who liked USC, uh, minus 19 hosting Florida golf course. I think they still have like that series going on from when, uh, uh, uh USC stole the coach. Um, I, I guess. And that's what that, that that's a part of, um, I i drinking the FGCU Kool-Aid after everything I've heard, Probably you know, gonna get bid on that. But uh, yeah, I like FGCU. Any thoughts on that, fellas? No, a lot of
8: points. All right, a lot, a lot of, points. of points. All right, I, Bellarm- I would love to. isn't this is is the USC coach still the former Dunk City coach that was at FGCU that made took them to the tournament. I, I believe it is. So this yeah. is a match a matchup of. Uh, uh, I mean, he's coaching against his old. His old school that he made the run in the tournament with, and uh, he wants to show them he made the right move and uh, went to USC, how I see, however many years ago. Yeah, Andy Enfield, and now Florida right. is on their like sixth coach since then. Uh, and I want to bring uh, uh, Longshot just said Queens, whatever their court is named, uh, their arena is actually the Curry Arena. They're in Charlotte. The Curry family donated a bunch of money. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> uh dale Lair, a former coach at liberty uh was a coach at queen's college and they named the court after dale Lair. so it's Lair, <laughs> dale Lair court at curry arena uh which is or, or curry coliseum or whatever they call it but uh it's the curries and the layers somebody we're really familiar with down there at queen's and uh so i thought that was pretty interesting with uh yeah. with with the queen's game I was getting ready
1: Oof. to bring that up, Chad. Where is uh, Nick? You probably know better than anybody. Where is Dale Layer at now? Is he at, in the G League? No, he's still he's Regional? still uh, with uh, uh
8: Buzz. He's still with Buzz it? at Texas A&M. A&M. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, man, I mean, we need to get Texas A&M in Liberty Arena. I mean, Dale's got the uh, hookup to
8: uh, get the schedule going. <laughs> After all the f- me tweeted about him, he's never coming back. <laughs> All right, let's move on to
0: Bellarmine-Louisville. Uh, uh, I originally said I think Bellerman is going to be massively overrated this year, and I still think they are, but then Louisville lost to, like, a Division Seven school, and I'm like, uh, there's no way I'm taking Louisville. Um, is that kind of – Chad, was that your thoughts on this? Like, uh, there's no way I can take these guys
8: to cover no. anything right now? John and I both took Louisville, and uh, that is because Matt Bellerman is going to be massively overrated. Their coach, honestly, he's going to lose the program very soon uh, if they're not continuing to win. I just don't see it. Like they lost uh, Penn, the guy who killed us in the tournament. He transferred. Uh, They just—he's not a player's coach in my opinion. And uh, you know, Louisville—it's a hometown rivalry. It's not like they're sneaking up on anybody. They, they. I think that uh, Bellarmine plays in the old Louisville arena. Free this is kind of this is one of those things. They're gonna like, hey, this is our town. Uh, no chance, Louisville doesn't win this by twenty or more. This is my favorite pick of the entire board. Is Louisville minus thirteen? Ooh, I think I'm actually
0: gonna put real money on Bellarmine. So, all right, well we're we're on it. This will be a fun one to watch. All right, Lipscomb at South Dakota. Chad, we'll just
8: let you, you, you were riding with the bison
0: plus five.
8: Here's the, uh, and Nick alluded to it earlier. Anything that Nick guy said, and he's so smart, uh, that if I just like expound on that just a little bit that I'm doing okay. And, uh, I think the reason I went with, uh, Lipscomb is Asana Sajula. I mean, whenever you have a guy like that, if he's healthy and he's playing well, I mean, he can absolutely work over a team that doesn't that is not built to stop a big man like that. So uh, it just has to be the right time, the right place, the right pace of play. And he has to actually be on his game. Uh, you know, and I like it against South Dakota. I'm, I'm thinking that they they will not see a big man like that uh, on their entire schedule. And uh, so I think he can really have a big game. And uh, I'm looking for Lipscomb. And, and you know, uh, Lenny Acuff down there is their head coach. He he's not a bad coach. I'm not sure he's a great recruiter, and I don't know if he gets all the the uh, the 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 head coach Hugh Freeze promotional activities of a head coach. But as far as X's and O's, Lenny Acuff is going to have his squad ready to go and prepared, and uh, they're a well-coached team from that perspective. Asanisogila goes off, and uh, they win that game outright. I don't need the five points. Give me the money line. Lipscomb. <laughs>
1: Come on. Well, I know where Kirby's at with Asadullah; that he's overrated. Um, but I do think with a team like South Dakota, I mean, he kind of changes the way your offense runs. Um, and he's 38 years old. So he's the same age as we are.
8: Yeah, yeah, got a little bit there. But you you bring up a good point. Is that like? Here's the thing with with liberty with Lipscomb being overrated. On the long haul in the season, yes, yes. I'm not on them winning the A-Sun or anything like that. But for one game, whenever they've been prepping for it the entire, you know, offseason, they've been looking forward to this game. Any one game at a time, I think Lipscomb can be one of the best teams in the A-Sun. Now, over the long haul, no, they're too inconsistent. and They don't have enough playmakers. But when Asana is on, and I believe he will be, uh, they can beat just about anybody in the a sun on any given night. So I'm not as down on them as you are uh, over the long haul. Yes, I am. But for one game, give me, give me them money line. And uh, we'll ride. All right. Uh,
11: for Martin, Real quick. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Nick. I just looked it up. Uh, South Dakota is opening up tomorrow against Wisconsin. So they're jumping in like they are not having a tune up game. They're jumping in with a big game. So I'm, and I may bet real money on, on South Dakota looking at that. And I, I didn't yeah. see Lipscomb. I think that's their opener. Don't quote me on that. But it's interesting to see, you know, South Dakota, they're opening up big dog playing a Big Ten team. So
8: long keep shots. My eye on he, that one. Long shots. Let's not bet any real money. Just DM me. We'll come up with something we can do for the podcast next week on a on a yes. live on a bet for this game. Game little
11: gen- little gentleman's wager. I'm in.
0: And, and that is South Dakota. Uh, that is uh, Lipscomb's first game of the year uh, against South Dakota. Yeah, that's rough. All right, Vermont St. Mary's, long shots. You are the only one who is anti Dylan Penn. Actually, I think he might be out. He did transfer to Vermont. Um, I think he might be out for this one. Uh, man, Vermont, h- how are you not going with Vermont getting nine points? Such a quality program that every single year is such a, a top school tell me why you're going St. Mary's minus nine.
11: I, I, I wish I had a long in-depth, uh, breakdown, uh, of everything, but it, it's real similar to when I would be in, like uh, in any of the old Testament classes, any of the new Testament Caesar, it was just kind of like looking at the person next to me. What do you got? Were you interested in anything like that? Did you got that, a uh, Kyle, did you get a pilot travel center. No, no. Do you like it? No, it's like a Brit- little Britney Spears mic. Um, no, I, 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 just I had it at the house. I'll te- I'll text you the story, Kyle. But no, I, I, have, I have no read for Vermont or St. Mary's. I got nothing. Sorry.
0: <laughs> that was a fantastic
8: comment. All right, and now tell us why do you hate Liberty? Uh, <laughs> you I hate I you hate <laughs> Nick, you're the Nick, only- <laughs> I'm, No, Nick, I got to say something on this one. Look. I'm with long shots here and it, he's the only professional, the professional that will go with the numbers, not the team. We all see that Liberty logo and think that we have the inside track, but t- 12 points to an A Sun team versus a top 20 team in the country who has been playing really well. Um, you know, if, 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 if my heart wasn't involved, I would probably take Alabama as well, but, my heart is involved, and I do, I do feel like I have an inside track on this team and how and Darius can go for fifty. So, a shout out to Reach. Richie Longshots for for uh, for being the consummate professional here and playing the numbers and not the team and uh, going Alabama minus twelve. But yes, why do you hate Liberty, Richie? <laughs> why do I hate Liberty? Good question. I had people ask me like, "Are you even an alumni?" Like, it' you a know, whole de-
11: debacle. The last twenty four hours have been. No, I just think that they're going to be able to defend. Darius, they 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 have the size, um, and again, you know, we don't get a tune-up game. We are playing Regent. Gun to my head, I couldn't even tell you what state that's in. So, so I think it's just going to be tough. You said uh, you're right. Richie McKay is going to be, you know, shuffling through the lineup, and it's going to be tough to go from playing little sisters of the poor to. Alabama like it's I hope I'm wrong like I'm not actively sitting here rooting against Liberty like I'm not gonna bet the game but if you you make me pick one I when I saw that I went you gotta be kidding me like terrible timing to be the one Alabama and someone's gonna someone's gonna take a screenshot of it and tweet it if we
8: cover on Friday and it is what it is but no, just, Here, here's the th- here's the things that liberty has going for it one is we lost two staff members the strength coach uh, henry barrera and the sid um steven gonzalez both are at alabama now so i don't think we're i, I don't think that it's uh you know it's a little extra added motivation and we we're not kind of looking at them as like oh we can't beat them and then uh you know i think uh like you said we're we're, we're playing regent um uh, the the thing that gives Alabama maybe an advantage here. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but Richie plays like 11 or 10 or 11 guys all the way up until conference play. And then we whittle it back to our best eight. So I think he's going to give everybody an opportunity. uh, Even if, even if they're not in our top eight, everybody will have an opportunity to play at Alabama. Uh, That doesn't really bode well for us. If this was conference tournament time or, or NCAAs, we would only be playing our top seven, eight guys. And I think we would have a better chance at covering the spread. So the fact that we're still figuring out our rotation is another point for Alabama.
0: All right. I got an actual stat for you here. Why I think uh, you should go with Liberty since 2018 Liberty is an underdog against the spread 13 and seven uh, hmm. a- as a favorite. Uh, I lost it, but they're like 23 and 26. So uh, one thing that Liberty under Rich B K has been able to prove is that when they are an underdog, they're they're more often than not going to cover the spread. Uh, I think that that hurts the other way. Um, we've talked about it before with some of like the computer rankings um, when Liberty isn't able to cover these massive spreads of twenty five points against uh, you know some of the the, the Grambling State type teams that they're going to play. But all right, I'm interested in that. All right, two more games. Michigan State versus Gonzaga. This is a neutral site game. Uh, Chad, you are the only one going against the trend. Uh, Yeah. Taking Sparty.
8: Yeah, I've made a lot of money. Well, not a lot of money. I only bet here and there uh, minor dollars. But I've had some some success with Michigan State opening the year. Um, You know, I don't know if you guys remember when they used to do the games on the ships. You guys remember that where they would oh, have yeah. like oh, yeah. uh, Michigan, State. UNC, Michigan State was one of them. That's right. That's right. And, and Michigan State was crappy that year. They had ended up having a terrible season, but I believe that they beat or covered at least against UNC, who see who ended up a national title that year. Uh, and it's just been like that every single year opening up Tom Izzo has the guys ready to go they f- feel like they always start especially now in COVID they're going to have so many COVID seniors or COVID year guys like they're just always an older team they're always the more mature team they're always the the the, the they have more fight uh, Draymond Green is a good example of what that program represents just in terms of just being a dog on the court uh, and and you know that kind of hits people in the face to, to open your season with Gonzaga. I feel like that they have, they play better with a lather. Like they have to build into their season. They have to let guys step up. Who's going to do this. Who's going to do that. It doesn't matter with Michigan state. They just throw guys out there. Uh, you don't even really have to have your last name on the back of your Jersey. You go out there, you have Michigan state on the front. You're playing a certain style of basketball, whereas Gonzaga's got to figure out. Like Mark Fuse got to say, "All right, we're going to play through our big guy. We're going to shoot threes. We're going to run uh, this type." Like, no, at Michigan State, you know what you're doing. You know why you're there. Uh, you're going to have seven or eight guys that can go. Tom Izzo is the man, and they just always start at the beginning of the season. Honestly, when I picked this, I thought like four years in a row I've bet Michigan State opening the season, and uh, it's always seems to pay off. So here we go. Look up that street. <laughs> Draymond Green is a good he is man Uh, he is Draymond Green he's not my favorite NBA player and he did punch his teammate here a couple of months ago but uh he is like you know pretty much like he's nondescript out there on the court you're always looking at Steph and Clay and uh, everybody else. You're not really looking at him. Same thing with Michigan State. Like they don't have any star players. Their last star player was Mateen Cleaves back when, when I was in high school. So uh, they don't have a star player. They just have some dudes out there and they're going to win outright. Uh, don't need the points. Give me the money line. Michigan State's going to beat Gonzaga. Uh, so, you know, anybody, anybody else want some action on that? Uh, DM me uh, Richie Longshots. We're going to have you on here doing the podcast without a shirt next week. So, uh, you know, that's just kind of how, how this is going to go. <laughs> Beautiful. Um,
0: Kennesaw stayed I, at, at Florida, uh, Florida, 18 point favorites. Uh, I love Kennesaw. Kennesaw is an older team at this point. Florida has a first year head coach. Florida has many times in years past late eggs. I think Kennesaw could actually make this a game, not just cover that eighteen. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win, but if Kennesaw's down five points with a couple minutes left, I wouldn't be stunned. Any other thoughts on this this uh, big matchup Friday night?
11: Yeah, this was a big. I looked at returning production, all, and I, I went to like Florida like basketball blogs, and they didn't seem very like excited about this season. So they're not drinking the the Gatorade which actually plays um, they're not drinking the Gatorade for, for football this season. I also got a coworker that went to Kennesaw state. So when, when it's I mean, this early I mean, in the season, is this, a,
8: is this the same Kennesaw state that I've seen coming to the Liberty arena, like three years in a row here and just get absolutely waxed. Like Liberty could cover this spread by 18 to tomorrow. I mean, they do have some players coming back, but it's it, it, acting like, they're not the same guys. These are the same guys that were sophomores that were just getting waxed last year. Just because they're juniors doesn't make them better scorers, better passers, better dribblers. Uh, it's still, Kennesaw State, yes, they're the super sexy pick this year. Like, oh, they're a program on the rise. Them and Queens, honestly, uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of confused about why we're so hype on these guys. It's it like who did they get? Who did they get? What transfer did they get? What what freshman do they have? It's the same players that just got. Uh, whipped last year I don't understand what's the what's the difference Just because they're a year older Does that make them like uh, go from being A 30 point underdog to Liberty To covering and possibly beating Florida <laughs> Chad
11: Who hurt you from Kennesaw State
8: And, and Chad we're, I've, I've, we're, I've been in three straight Years including COVID year And watched us just absolutely destroy I leave at halftime Every time Kennesaw State comes down I don't understand, like, everybody's so high on Kennesaw State. Is that because these freshmen were supposed to be so good? Yeah, they were supposed to be so good. Their game didn't translate, and they were garbage last year. Just because they're juniors this year, everybody's like, oh, watch out for Kennesaw State. It's still the same dudes. They're still wearing the same number. They're still playing the same game.
0: Chet, they scored 93 points at Liberty Arena last year. Where were you at the end of February? I don't back anything up. I Don't fact check me (laughs) Oh, don't, don't fact check me. Hey. It was like that crazy overtime game that, like, really Liberty probably shouldn't have yeah. won. They've just gotten waxed every time they've come here.
8: Don't fact check. Arkansas <laughs> State stinks, and they're going to lose to Florida by more than eighteen.
0: Oh well, that's that's the the picks. Uh, we'll see what we're totaling up here next week. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, maybe we'll try to shorten the segment down just a little bit. Uh, so it doesn't go like an hour. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll just do it. I kind of, I enjoyed it, but I don't know if the people will. So Chad, Richie, it was a pleasure. Uh, we'll do some final thoughts here with Will. Thanks guys. Will. uh, that was, that was was wild. (laughs) Welcome to the, uh, the Richie Longshots experience. I'm, uh, uh, glad that you were here for that. Uh, Will, let's uh, f- give me, give us some final thoughts here
1: uh, as we are uh, nearing the start of the season. Man, I sat with Richie Longshots at the Wake Forest football game, and uh, he was tame tonight. Uh, yeah, I've still uh, – man, it is, uh, it's just a fun time of the year because we got uh, football season going on. We got the opening of basketball season, and it's this, like, weird – um transition for for all of us flames fans because we're not ready to let go of football because we're doing so good and there's still a lot of football to be played but yet um man our basketball team is so good as well and has been for the last few years so uh just looking forward to starting off another season and continuing liberty dominance across the board yeah well said uh Man, this was a lot
0: of fun tonight. I really enjoyed it. and Man, I'm so excited for the start of the season. Thank you so much to all of our guests that came on tonight. Uh, really cool to uh, uh, have them embracing the show, and uh, uh, hopefully we can have a, a fun time this year covering Liberty basketball and seeing where we go. Uh, the plans for the show, probably look to do it on Sunday nights as much as possible out the season, not every Sunday night, but um, um, as much as we can. Uh, and, and as as the season uh, progresses seeing how things uh, uh, how things pan out when there's big wins or big losses we'll try to have uh, uh, some content on that so again thanks to everyone with a sea of red thanks to uh, Chad who has been behind the scenes all night helping produce the show he's been killing it uh, lo- love that backdrop uh, thanks to John for uh, uh, trusting us with the mic uh, maybe a mistake but uh, we do appreciate it we're really excited to uh, be doing this this season uh, if you haven't, make sure you have subscribed to Sea uh, of Red YouTube channel. That's where you can see all the live shows. Uh, John and Chad have been doing an awesome job posting uh, press conferences from Hugh Freeze and uh, uh, Richard B. Case. Make sure you subscribe so you'll get those alerts sent to you. Uh, and then uh, make sure you're also following the Sea of Red on Twitter and Facebook. All the live shows uh, are uh, put up on there. And then it's also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So make sure you are... Uh, leaving five stars positive views as a sea of red continues to uh, grow the Liberty uh, brand. So for Will, I'm Nick. Thanks for joining us tonight. Have a great night.